It really is funny how many people have complimented me on this show saying, oh, why didn't I think of this before? Why didn't somebody do this idea before to have a podcast, a radio show about radio people? Because deep down, we're all radio nerds. We all got into the industry because we think it's fascinating, because we think it's cool, because what we do is pretty awesome. So we like to get to know about other people that are doing the same thing. And that's why we've managed to last until episode three. So far, so good here on the Off Bike Podcast. My name is Dalby. I remember if you ever want to send us questions about the show, you can do that, Podcast at gmail.com. You can also tell us that you want to be on the show. We've had a few people email and say that they want to be guests, and we're going to be getting some very cool people coming on the podcast in upcoming weeks. And don't forget the new uh, feature that we have where if you're a producer, if you're in production, and you want to be featured on the show, I said it last episode, the show needs an intro. I, I could do one, but I'm not a production guy. I'm just middling at best on this whole little computer thing. So if you're a producer, feel free to do up an intro MP3 and send it to offmicpodcast at gmail.com as well as your bio because we will give you the credit and we will feature you on an upcoming episode of the Off Mic Podcast. But for now, let's get into this week's episode. Moving around is nothing new when it comes to radio. Everybody who's ever made it anywhere had to start somewhere else. This week's guest knows that all too well. She's moved around all throughout her career and is about to make her first move into a major market. Yeah, that's right. It's a breaking news episode of the Off Mic Podcast. So let's start with a station ID. My name is Jess Jackson, uh, formerly Morning Girl on CJOC Mornings with Timo and Jess and soon to be Midday Girl at 100.3 The Bear in Edmonton. Which is very exciting with the fresh announcement. I feel like I'm getting an inside scoop here. (laughs) You are. You can be one of the first who kind of gets the beginning story, I guess. I am number one in Canada for radio news as of right now. I'm declaring that of myself. (laughs) I know that somebody else might have already claimed that, but I'm going to take it back. How long have you been in radio? I was just coming up on seven years since I've officially been getting paid, which is probably the most exciting day in radio to actually not be doing it for free anymore and (laughs) be getting a solid paycheck, even if it's not, you know, a bazillion dollars, at least it's something. (laughs) Exactly. And uh, what's on your resume over those seven years? Uh, Well, I took my schooling. I'm a Manitoba girl, so um, I know a lot of people have never really heard of my program, but it was in brand in Manitoba. It was called uh, Media Production. And that took me on a two-month practicum to Cranbrook, B.C. I kind of wanted to get as far away from home and not really limit my selections to anywhere in Canada. I said, send me wherever they will actually take me. Um, So I did everything there. I uh, started um, a little bit of news. I did some work with the hockey team. I did some color commentary. I did swing announcer there. I did organizing CDs. I dressed up in a big B costume. So uh, that was where my first practicum came from. And then uh, I actually took a mat leave job shortly after my practicum, and that was when I officially got the paycheck rolling in. And then where was the mat leave position at? Uh, That was uh, a swing announcer. It was in Cranbrook. So they had two stations there, a country station, a rock station, um, B-104, and the drive. So I would work um, Tuesday to Saturday. Uh, just kind of flopping back and forth from wherever I was needed, whether it was evenings, um, hockey op, or doing uh, the morning shift on the country station, which I thought was so cruel to do to a 19-year-old. <laughs> 
but I did it. <laughs> and from there, is that when you ended up in, in Lethbridge? Uh, yeah, I stayed in Cranbrook for about two and a half years. And like I said, I mean, I, I did whatever they needed me for. I just kind of wanted to get all the experience I could get and uh, not limit myself to anything. And ended up, uh, I was with the Jim Pattison station. So that brought me to another Jim Pattison station in Lethbridge, B93. It was a top 40 station. Started on mornings there uh, with Marlon and Jess on that station. And then it was also um, in the building, there was a top 40 station and a country station. So about a year into that, they decided to switch things up on the morning shows. And I ended up moving over to the country station, changing my name to Bobby Clark, and then doing a, a stint on the country station for a while. Did you find that weird? to like? Because I know a lot of people take on like a fake radio name. But to go with a completely different name than you're used to saying on the air, how long did it take you before you answered to Bobby? Oh, forever. And it was actually quite funny because I had a few listeners sending me emails saying, uh, Jess, why are you calling yourself Bobby? The jig is up. We know it's you kind of thing. And I never wanted to not use my name. I think my parents gave me the name Jessica Jackson, and I wanted to keep that. I thought it had a good ring to it and never really wanted to change it. Um, The name Bobby Clark somewhat had feeling for me. I'm from northern Manitoba, close to where the hockey player Bobby Clark is from, and he is one of my favorites. But I just, I always wanted to use my name. And I've had people, you know, come up to me and say, hey, Bobby. And I just kind of look around being like, man, do you know who they're trying to talk to? Because I have no idea. Oh, wait, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) I, I just couldn't, I couldn't fathom. Like if somebody came in, if my PD came in tomorrow and was like, you know, Drew, we really like your name, but, uh, I think we're going to try something a little bit different. Like, and especially, like, you stayed in the same market. Like you said, yeah, you, you got to exactly. give the listeners some credit. They're going to know that it's still you. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of ran into the same problem, too, where if I was introducing myself, I said, well, do I introduce myself as Jess or do I introduce myself as Bobby? I didn't know if these people were possibly listeners or, you know, you never really know where to draw the line there. So it was like I was living two separate lives, which could have worked out to my advantage. But only if you wanted to go on to be some sort of superhero or villain. I'm not getting, I'm not here to judge. <laughs> So many options. <laughs> so after you became Bobby Clark, what uh, what brought you back to being Jess Jackson? Well, I kind of had a better opportunity and um, was definitely looking for a change. It was almost uh, to a phase where I thought about moving back to good old Manitoba and working in the mine for the rest of my life. And uh, I was offered um, a morning news and co-host position on CJOC, the classic hit station in Lethbridge with Clear Sky Radio. So I moved over and got to go back to being Jess Jackson. And uh, I know every once in a while when people are want to give me a hard time in the building, they'll just kind of run past my desk and whisper, hey, Bobby Clark. And it just kind of boils my blood because I kind of wanted to leave that name where it ended. <laughs> yeah, walk away from that and, and separate yourself. So you did that. And now you're moving up to, you know, what some would say is, is the major leagues with uh, a station in Edmonton with the Bear. Uh, what's your biggest mm-hmm. concern about going from a market like Lethbridge all the way to a market like Edmonton? I think just basically the move in itself and uh, saying goodbye to a place that's really been my home for about five years. Um, 
you know, I have nothing but good things to say about Lethbridge. I learned so much when I was here, you know, working with different people and everything. And it's going to be a big move. Um, I'm originally a very small town girl from about a thousand people. So Edmonton's a pretty big city and a pretty big move, but um, I've got a lot of family there and a lot of support. And uh, so far, everybody um, from Bell Media and at the Bear has just been really welcoming and super supportive. And everybody at my station now has been supportive, you know, sending me away on that next big step. So um, it's definitely going to be a, almost a scary thing moving to a big city, but I think uh, I'll be able, hopefully, to adapt. And um, I'm definitely looking forward to not having that 3 a.m. alarm clock for a while. It's always nice when you can sleep human hours. Yeah, that's exciting. It's like a real person life where you can get up and have a cup of coffee, maybe breakfast, and when everybody else is getting up. But uh, the only thing that I kind of will miss about mornings is the fact that when I drive to work, nobody else is on the road. You get all the road to yourself. You could literally <laughs> drive down the middle, and nobody else is going gonna, is gonna to interfere with that. Surprised they haven't hired me with a snowplow or anything, because uh, the winter uh, roads are a little messy at 4 a.m. <laughs> just see that. Hey, Jess, while you're on your way, do you mind strapping this blade <laughs> to the front of the car? Thanks. You know, we might be on to something here, because you're always looking for a way to make extra money when you're in radio, so snowplow might be a not bad idea for a second job. You've mentioned it a couple times that the money in radio is always, it's not always, but it definitely can be a little bit dicey. One of the questions I like to ask on the show is what's the most broke ass thing you've had to do in your time? Oh, there's been some good ones, but one really sticks out. And it was when I had, you know, just gone from the transition of my practicum to making money. And, you know, I was living on a tight budget as is. I was living with four other people, but I remember I was so broke. I had no food in my fridge except for a jar of homemade jam that my mom had left me. So I literally had probably about 16 spoonfuls of jam for dinner. It was damn good, but I did not feel great about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those things where it's like a happy shame. Yeah, not even good enough to have 99 cents noodles. No, I'm eating jam from a jar and crying to myself. (laughs) It's so good. Now, what made you want to get in to radio in the first place? Um, I would say I kind of got an idea for it when I was uh, fairly young. I used to always listen to Hal Anderson and just he's still my number one hero in radio. I think the guy's absolutely hilarious and just love him to death and kind of had that idea in the back of my head. And, you know, I bounced around from wanting to be a pharmacist to a nurse and all these other things, you know, where I would have made awesome money. Um, And then uh, when I went into the program, I actually originally wanted to be in TV, wanted to be um, a reporter. And I got into the program, you know, you kind of don't specialize in anything in the first year and kind of get a feel for everything. And I absolutely hated TV. But the minute my uh, prof put me on the radio station, I fell in love. And it was from that day on that I didn't want to do anything else. And and once you get into radio, I, you know, everybody thinks that we just we go in, we play music for four hours or whatever your shift is, and then we go home and that's the end of the day. But it, it leads to some really interesting extracurricular stuff. You know, you meet so many people and you get to take part in so many different events. Is there anything weird on your resume because you took this job in radio? Uh, I wouldn't say weird. There's a few things that I'm just 
super proud of. Um, I mean, I went skydiving for something to do on air. Um, a couple weeks ago, I got to MC a firefighter calendar night. And by the end of the night, I was getting hugs from 19 firefighters with their shirts off. So I'm thinking, you know what? Uh, this is wrapping up as not a bad day in the life of Jessica Jackson. Um, I don't know if I could peg any weird things. I definitely have had... Um, some weird comments made from guys about listening to my voice and what they think about my voice, but it's definitely made me feel a lot less self-conscious about the fact that I have a deeper girl voice. So I guess that's kind of helped me along the way, but definitely a few creepy, uh, creepy messages. I'll take it. I, I have noticed this working the last few years with female co-hosts on my station is, is guys don't like, I don't know if it's just something I never noticed about our gender before, but guys just don't seem to put two and two together that what they're about to say is actually not a compliment, but more terrifying. It really is. Like, I've been really, really creeped out by the few of the things that guys have said before. Um, but, you know, you take it with a grain of salt, and by the end of the day, you know, it makes me smile and makes me feel a little bit better. So uh, it's all in good fun. Would you say that skydiving is the coolest thing that you've gotten to do with your time in radio? Because, I mean, that sounds like it would be hard to top. I would say so. I mean, I have, I'm have i deathly afraid of heights. Um, it's one of my biggest fears besides snakes. And just the fact that, you know, I had talked about the fact that I was doing this skydiving event for the Schizophrenia Society and talked myself up to it saying, you know, I can, I can actually do this. It's just jumping out of a plane. It's no big deal. <laughs> and you know what? The feeling when you actually jump out of that plane and you're free falling it's indescribable i actually joked i said i'm like i don't know if this is because i've had bad experiences or not in the past but it's better than sex <laughs> now if only there was some sort of way to combine the two oh, i know maybe someday that'll be my next biggest step in radio <laughs> well uh, you see you've said that and now it's been recorded and i tell you i know the people that come up with these things over at the bear uh you might have just put yourself <laughs> into a situation you're not ready for I'm definitely looking forward to that. So there'll be a lot of uncomfortable situations and awkward moments, which I absolutely live for. So I'm very excited about it. Uh, aside from the skydiving thing, if you had to pick like one promotion or one caller or one bit that you've done in radio that really stands out as being like, I'll never forget that time when, what would you say that is? Oh, man. Uh, that's tough, but uh, I'm going to go a little bit sappy on this one, I think. Um, we had um, an animal shelter that burnt down in Lethbridge, and uh, one little um, bit that we used to do every week is we would travel around to all the animal shelters and try and help them out with donations, because there's a ton in Lethbridge, and it's actually really sad to see how many animals just get kind of thrown away because people get bored because they're not cute anymore. Um, so we had actually gotten really close with a lot of these people and, um, yeah, uh, this woman's rescue burnt down and a lot of animals were killed and her home was absolutely destroyed. So I just couldn't imagine going through that first of all. So we just decided that we wanted to do something. So my co-host and I each kicked in a hundred bucks to start things off and we ended up raising over $10,000 for her and the rescue. And it was just seeing her face when she came in. I mean, this woman was absolutely broken. She had lost everything and didn't really know what to expect when we called her in. Like she didn't want to come on air. She just wanted to come say thank you for, you know, our well wishes and everything. And we presented her with this check for over 10 grand and just, I don't know, the look on her face, I'll never forget that because, you know, we 
kind of brought her back to life and got her on the right track to starting over. And I just, I can't imagine people having to go through stuff like that. So something like that, that was really emotional. And I don't usually show a lot of emotions on air. And that's one of the first times I've actually broke down and cried on air too. And you know what? Like I, I get it. We, for, you know, for every bar gig that we go to for every concert we get to MC and every celebrity or musician that we get to meet, it really does seem like those, those community minded things where you can actually affect the life of another human being and, and not just for your own satisfaction, but just solely to help them out. They really do tend to be the things that, that stand out the most in these radio careers. Oh, for sure. I mean, anybody can remember when, you know, you gave away that trip or you gave away $5,000 to one lucky person. But I don't know, just actually seeing the emotion and seeing just the generosity from some people. I, I had a student come in and donate $1,000. You know, it's just it's amazing to see how much people want to help out when, you know, they know someone's hurting that bad. And it's just uh, it really, you know, got me a lot more in depth with Lethbridge and realized what uh, what a great city this actually is. And it was just a really sweet moment that uh, I'll definitely never forget. Now you have, you know, moved uh, as far away from home as possible. You've worked for free. You've (laughs) moved from station to station. You've changed your name. You've done all this stuff. For somebody who's sitting at home right now or maybe listening online to this and they're thinking about applying to radio school or for those radio students that are looking to move out into the industry, if you could give one piece of advice that you would say, this is going to help you get to the next step, what would that be? Um, I'd probably just have to say don't give up and don't be scared to try anything. Um, I noticed in the past a lot of people appreciated that I would do anything. I mean, I'd work in news. I'd go out and freeze my ass off in minus 40 in a goddamn inflatable bee costume. And then, you know, I've seen practicum kids come through that they don't want to talk. They just want to do one thing on air. They only want the microphone and they won't try anything else because that's what they were born to do. Sorry, it doesn't come that easy. You got to pay your dues. And, you know, if you prove to people that you're not scared to go out and do all these things and you're not going to shy away from anything that they throw at you, they're going to remember a person like you. And you know what? Maybe if you don't get a job right then and there, they're going to remember you down the line when you throw an application and maybe a year later. So I uh, just really don't limit yourself and, you know, don't be scared to move away from home, move a couple provinces away, move across the country because radio is very nomadic. You're going to be moving around no matter what. So you can't really stay close to home where mom and dad are an emergency phone call away. Can we just, me and you, take this moment to talk to all radio stations and and just say no more mascots? Oh, please. Like, (laughs) I froze my wrist. It was so awful. Minus 40 in the wind and an inflatable bee, I'm scarred for life. I mean, we're all, you know, very outgoing, very personal people. We can be mascots. Do we really need to dress up as giant animals and all these other nonsensical things to go out in public? But you know what? I feel like it's one of those things that you have to say that you've done. You know, it's one of those dues that you have to pay when moving up in radio and being like, yeah, I went through the mascot phase. Everyone's got to do it. And if you snuck by and you never had to do it, then I feel like you're missing a part of your experience. <laughs> See, here's here's my my piece of advice to people getting into radio because I actually haven't done the mascot thing. The key to avoiding the mascot thing without looking like you're not a team player is to be like six foot three, two hundred and eighty pounds. 
that would have helped me immensely. Thanks yeah, for the, the average, advice. <laughs> the average mascot costume is not, is not built for a guy like me. So get out to the buffets, get out to the pizza places, try to pack on that weight. And then even if you do fit in the costume, you've got the insulation, right? So Exactly. That is smart. And then you can lose it on air as uh, something to do later. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, one of the things we like to ask, if you had to pick one out-of-market radio jock right now that like you love listening to their show, you think that they're doing really cool things, who would you like to give a shout-out to? Ooh, that's tough. Um, I'd probably say uh, Fraser that works at uh, X929 in Calgary, and I absolutely have to give a shout-out to Hal Anderson, uh, CJOB in Winnipeg. I mean, the guy is basically the reason I got into radio. He probably has no idea who I am and that I have this weird little obsession with him that might be borderline creepy. But um, thanks for making me laugh when I was growing up and realizing that this is what I want to do. I always wonder if I'm ever going to be in that position in radio. I don't know if you get this, but like, because we look up to people, right, that we listened to when we were younger, the people that made us want to do radio. And I, I, I find it absolutely bizarre that at some point like 20 years from now someone could be sitting in a position just like what we're doing and be like you know that drew dalby guy really made me want to get into radio i really hope that happens one day uh, i don't think it ever will but uh just uh, even when i've had you know students come up to me and ask for advice that just means the world to me because we all go through that phase in our life and just to know that someone else there went through the same shit and same heartache and same doubts it's good to know that you're not alone uh, obviously you're moving from one station to the other right now so like web addresses and stuff might be hard but if people want to find more of you follow along with you where can they do that uh they can definitely do that on my twitter page i love twitter i'm definitely a creep on there and um i use it all day long so if you want to know anything about me or laugh at any of the things that I think are funny, you can follow me on Twitter. Make sure you follow her online at Miss Jess Jack. All right. Last thing before I let you go. And, uh, you know, before we do that, congratulations again on the gig. We wish you the best of luck. I don't know why I'm saying we, it's just me, but still best of luck to you when you get to the bear before you go. Uh, we do the spin of the week where you get to pick any song that you are just absolutely in love with right now and we'll end the podcast with it. Ooh, I would have to say, because I uh, saw them recently in Edmonton and I um, can't stop listening to them at all, is um, anything by AWOL Nation, but the song I've been listening to lately is Kill Your Heroes. Kill Your Heroes.